Hello, my friends. Today we are talking to Kirk, the director of operations at SQ4D, and we discuss how his company is 3D printing houses, how 3D printing is the future of the construction industry, and how additive manufacturing will revolutionize the way things are built in every industry. All of this right here, right now, on the Modern CTO Podcast. This is the Modern CTO Podcast. I am super, super excited to talk to you about 3D printing houses. I'm not that cool of a guy, but the 3D printing stuff is awesome. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm like genuinely interested in you as a person. Like, how did you get involved in this whole? 3D home printing thing? I'm just some regular guy. I did a bunch of odd jobs. I tried to do graphic design. I, I did a bunch of things with the school. School wasn't for me. Um, I worked construction for almost 10 years and linked up with a friend who's from Patchogue. And he, he has a couple businesses and he does a lot of construction himself. And he had a lot of problems with the bureaucracy of building in New York. And I've faced that. I've experienced that. You need to do things in such an orderly process. And it, there's, a, there's a bunch of red tape to build an entire house is one thing to put an extension on a house to do, to do small things in New York is difficult, especially locally, because we're, we're in New York and then we're in Suffolk County and then we're in the village of Patchogue. It, it was hard to just build a normal house. So covering a house with uh, vinyl siding is not accepted in the village of Patchogue. We had to do cedar shake. So we decided that we're, we're kind of tired of dealing with that. We want you to speak to a robot. So we linked up with some friends to start taking the idea of a small plastic 3D printer and just scale it up, make it 50 feet wide, 20 feet tall, and spit out concrete. Like that's that's the premise. That's It started as kind of not a joke, but just an idea. I mean, this is a dreamer kind of feel like, can we do this? So we just, we did that. We scaled it up quarter scale, and then we got some concrete out of that. And then we made it even bigger. And that's the current machine that we print houses with. So I have... We come from this construction background. Me, obviously, you want to learn about me a little bit. That is where we're at. We just, we just want to build. I'm using equipment, and I'm just building. You could take the whole 3D printing part, the automation out of that. We're just using equipment, and that's we we're ruggedizing it for job sites. We're making this make sense on a job site. We're not, we're not over engineering like we're making a BMW engine where there's too many parts and everything has to be torqued so crazy. No, we we want to make equipment that can be used on a job site. And we all have, came from that mindset, uh, keep it simple, stupid, the KISS method. Um, and that's that's where we're all aligned mentally uh, and focused to just build houses in a different way. So we, we, we're like a family here, uh, very small company, startup you've seen. And that, that's exactly what we're doing is just, just proving this out, going to a regular neighborhood property and building a house there with a 3D printer. Right now, it's like 40% of the house. Eventually, it will be more. More of it will be automated. We're going to 3D print cabinets, stuff like that in the future. It's, it's all about being sustainable, eco-friendly, fast, and affordable. I love it. When I saw it, I geeked out super hard. So my dad has like two or three brothers. They And then their dad, they were all in construction. So they're all general contractors. They build homes. You know, In the summer uh, for school, they, I would go do some demolition work for them. And you know that was like a little summer odd job that I had. And my dad was the only one 
you know, that had that builder mindset, but he went into electronic design and started building there. So we were kind of like the odd ones out, but I got to grow up around it with my uncles. And when I saw something like it was a mix of the technology that I love doing something that's like historically part of our family business. And uh, I was just blown away by it. How, how did you meet the like technical person that helped make this a reality for you? So they were, we, we literally, literally I knocked on a door because I saw that this was happening in my neighborhood, a very small article in a local paper. These guys, uh, my partner Enzo and my, my previous engineers, we, we, we barely even, they barely even put concrete through a machine, but they went to the media saying, we're doing this, we're, we're here, this is what we're doing. So I've, I've been in construction, I know 3D printers, it just made sense to me. So I literally just knocked on the door. I said, what's up? I'm getting involved in this, like whether you like it or not. <laughs> um, now I'm, part owner of the company. We've rebranded. So I'm co-founder of the new construction in, uh, end of our company. Cause it's so we did make small plastic 3d printers at the beginning. We, we made them bespoke printers, industrial style. You can print polycarbonate, nylons, all that stuff on it. We, and we wanted to, to have some fun with that and explore the market of that. But there's, there's so many cheap, affordable printers that mass produce that we couldn't keep up. So that's why we even rebranded as SQ4D and which just solely house printers, concrete printers, um, and just construction equipment because our, our system is just a delivery system. I can put different nozzles on it and deliver different materials. It doesn't have to be concrete. And that's, that's the adaptation is that the future materials will change. The machine, the equipment, that'll do one job and it can do more jobs and be optimized. But the materials going through down the line are going to change tremendously and the software is going to change tremendously. But like I said, I knocked on the door. They were somewhat established, but that machine that you're seeing on the internet, I built that. <laughs> the uh they're they're I'm, I'm heavily involved at this point and coronavirus impacted us tremendously where it it went down to two two people in the company basically and we didn't know if we were going to be able to do this we pushed through we, we made it through the pandemic um and now we, we and and while we were doing that we were doing more of the paperwork and getting getting it so that we can get this house actually built in a neighborhood the right building plans, the right permits, have, having this just be executable like we're building any other house. Um, so those are the early stages. There's a lot of growing pains. We've found out what we like about the machine, what we don't like about the machine, um, but also keeping in mind, just keeping it as simple as possible. We want, we, want to, we want to make the job site safer, but also just maybe an everyday construction guy could hopefully operate this machine. And if not, it'll be some sort of operator that gets a decent salary. But we're, we're looking to scale up the, the company right now, mass produce machines, get these all nationwide and start building everywhere that allows us to. Yeah. When you see it and I, I get it, right? You saw these guys doing something on a really small scale and you just said this was the future and you went and knocked on their door. I love that story because, you know, I get to see stuff come through here all the time on the podcast and every, every couple episodes, I'll be talking with somebody that's building some new technology or something. And I'll just say that is going to win like long-term that is going to win. And the 3d homes, I mean, I just, I don't see a future where homes aren't 3d printed. It just, after you see it, it makes so much sense. You could just imagine that these machines could just go down a street and print a whole neighborhood. That that's the theory that this will really thrive in developments communities. Um, but that that's, that's how we walk into this. We, we all saw this makes sense and it has to make sense for sustainability to save lives and injuries on, on job sites. It's, it's huge, man. There's 4,000 people every year in America that don't go home to their family. It's a fatality on a job site. These are ocean really? numbers. 
we, we need we need to reduce that and the building materials the cost of building materials we can we're, obviously we're going to talk about all this but this 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 goes really deep all, automating construction which doesn't exist really at all is is going to change um 3d printing you can say the word 3d printing added to manufacturing it's good it's going to do a percentage of the home but automation using arms to place items th this will all be part of it but at the end of the day right now it's not huge so we have to work around normal building practices what tradesmen are comfortable with and just make this good for now and then it'll continually evolve so i need, I need to i need to show them i'm building a house so i show them i'm using concrete that has a very high crush test compression uh compression results where we're way above standard and then i'm using the rebar that they require i mean i'm doing everything that is asked and then that process will be streamlined so that the tradesmen can come in and do their job quicker that we can get these ha the roofs on quicker the windows in just it, it's just going to continually be optimized, but, but right now it's just to, just to simply just to build a home, uh, someone that's going to last and be stronger than a stick built home. We have the rising cost of lumber right now. We, we can't keep up. It's, it's, it's insane. And, and we can go, we can go to California and print concrete homes there. And maybe that's not the norm, but now that house won't burn down. Um, we can go to Florida and really thrive because there's tons of concrete blocks homes made there. We, we will make hurricane resistant, flood resistant, termite resistant these, these structures will be built to last and they'll be automated so we we look at this we look at 3d printing and it just makes sense we, we we're gonna get we're gonna get good we're gonna get fast and we're gonna get cheap you don't get that with a lot of things additive manufacturing is changing industries by printing organs printing food i mean it's changed it, we, we're printing metals we're printing rockets why aren't we printing houses we, we need to get past these regulations we need to we need to just make this happen food water shelter that's what everybody needs let's get some shelter Let's get these going. And this is what's going to happen. This is going to turn into a multi-billion dollar industry. It's going to be worldwide. I've talked to competitors. I've talked to, if you want to call them competitors, we're all striving to, to get printers out there, make this a reality. Um, we're, we're in a Henry Ford moment. We're in a industrial revolution moment where we're going to automate a lot of construction and we're going to see huge benefits from it. A lot of this, people are afraid this might take jobs, but I'm not, I'm not looking at it like that at all. We're going to employ people to make these machines. We're going to employ people to program the machines. There's going to be operators that are going to get paid more than a laborer just stacking blocks all day. And, and again, uh, it's all about sustainability and safety in my, in my eyes. Sustainability, I can just, on my, my phone case is 3D printed. It's, it's TPU. It's, 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 it's rubber. I set this. I forget this. I go to sleep. I wake up. I got a phone case. Do that with a house. It's very possible. It's very possible. So that, that's it's mind-blowing to people, but it's also very simple at the end of the day. This is a, a coordinate plane, a Cartesian machine. It moves on a couple axes. We're depositing concrete. We're doing what's asked, putting the structural elements in, and giving you something that you'd be happy to raise your family in. Um, and it, it's, it's concrete at the end of the day. It's, it's going to last. Yeah, it'll definitely create more jobs. I found that the people who are scared have always been scared and they will always continue to be scared. Meanwhile, it, entire industries will come and go <laughs> and the world will continue to grow. Yeah. We used to have milkmen. We we I mean, we didn't have refrigerators back in the day. Like this this we we evolved. We used to have a phone on the wall with a cord. Now you have a computer in your pocket. Like jobs will be created jobs will be destroyed this is this is evolving this is how we do this it's going to happen whether you like it or not um i'm glad to be part of it i'm grateful to be a part of it this is something i've never thought i'd have in my life like i said i was always searching for something doing different jobs but i've always had a design and architectural kind of want and need to fulfill and this i just popped right into it we uh we i don't know if you're into 
like self-manifestation and the law of attraction. But that's a big vibe around our office is, is the power of the secret is asking, believing and receiving and just putting your mind to it, speaking into an existence, having faith, this is going to work out. And, and, and it does, man. And that's, we're really applying that and we're, we're succeeding. We're seeing good results. So we're, we're going to stick with that. Yeah, I like it. I think where that concept gets broken down or where people mess up with it is imagining that you can do those things without work being applied. It's like you do those <laughs> things and you apply enormous amounts of effort, energy, and work and the things come together. You can't just sit around and imagine all day and like you have to put the work in. You got you to bootstrap. Um, yeah. And I think a lot, a lot of success, not only is it tied to thinking the right way and having good vibes and stuff, but um, it's, it's a, a little bit of luck and a lot of hard work. We, yeah. we've, been, we've been doing this for years. I've worked countless nights at the office, all hours, but that's part of it. And we're having fun, man. This is not, this is, there's no way I'm complaining about this because we're doing some cool stuff. I'm meeting some really awesome people, widening my network and, and just trying to show people this, this is here to stay. This is going to be, this is going to be fun. This is going to be an interesting future. And, and maybe the machine gets designed and it's optimal. And then there are just tons of these machines out there. A thousand machines, a thousand machines is crazy. That's building a lot of houses all year round. If we had a thousand machines, I'm onto another project, man. Personally, I might, I might find something else to do, find something else to accomplish. We, we have other ideas and other things. That's, that's a personal thing. But as far as the company goes, we're, we're going to scale up and put these printers everywhere. Yeah, you're an entrepreneur. You want to build autonomously scaling systems that solve a problem and it can go to 10,000 machines with the right team. But after you put that system into place, it's like, let's go build another autonomously scaling system that will help the world. Exactly, exactly, man. I want to, I want to, I want to build a good future for hopefully my grandkids. I'm sure yeah. everyone. I hope everyone feels the same. I hope everyone has, in the deepest of my heart, I hope everyone's trying their hardest every day when they wake up it, it, to any application. I just hope you're trying your hardest and not being being lazy. Just trying to inspire people around you, trying to have these good vibes. That's that's just how I am personally. You, the home is on Zillow. The first 3D printed home on Zillow. That's your home. Tell me about that. Yes. Okay. So we got everything in place. I got the land owned outright. I got permits in place. I'm putting water in the ground right now. I'm, I was I have a delay from the town's utilities, but this is we're building a house at the end of the day. It's it's hard to do that from the ground up. Whether you're doing it stick, concrete block, whatever. Now I'm doing it with a new technology, but that's that's all laid out. I'm working as hard as I can to start this build immediately, but it's right around the corner. But this we have everything in place. We can put that Zillow listing out. We, we, we wanted to brag a little bit. We were the first to market. I, I felt like we could do that. We've proven it out. I built a 1900 square foot house, a permitted structure. No one could live in it. I could retrofit it to do that, but I'm on to the next. That was practice. Now we're doing the real deal, showing up on a block, bringing the printer, bringing our system, doing the concrete work, getting out of there. And Maybe people will say we just do walls. No, we do the foundation, the footings. We're doing a lot of the structural elements of the house. We're pretty, pretty much printing the house. Um, you put some windows in and a roof, you could live in there, no problem. We're, we're working on streamlining the, the electrical work on this house so that it's easier for the next five houses that I print. So a lot, of, a lot of time and effort is going into this so that I can think less and less about the future projects. But th this house is $299. It's, it's going to be brand new. I'm putting in technology, UV uh, purifiers and the fans. If it senses, if a um, carbon monoxide alarm goes off, the fans all turn on. Um, if, if, I mean, the air cycling, it'll uh, sense that there's maybe COVID in the air. It's, 
there's stuff that I, I can't even I can't even think. But we're trying to make this a a smarter house. I could put smart switches. I could work this all off of Wi-Fi. But we're going to keep some of it traditional, some of it smart. But this is going to be a very efficient house for two ninety nine when everything else in the area is four fifty and up of of a, of a comp. This is fourteen hundred square feet. We bought this land for one hundred fifty thousand. Like that's a lot of money for a piece of land. It's not the greatest property, but that's the, I find the beauty in that because it's I'm going to go drive down this block. I'm going to bring my machine and I'm going to print and I'm going to get out of there. This is a regular everyday approach, but um. But coming in in that price, we've had crazy interest, crazy offers, inquiries. Um, we, we've we've gotten offers way above. And if I don't know if you've seen the market, especially locally. Oh yeah, it's 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 through the roof. I mean, people have to put thirty thousand, fifty thousand over asking now to get a house. There's it's it's very it's it's a seller's market for sure. Um, but we're just building a house, man. That's that's how I'm looking at it. It's just building a house. I've never built a house from the ground up personally. We're we're doing it. I'm. I have the people in my corner. I have my eight H two M architects and engineers that we've been working with that have drawn up our plans. Wonderful resource. Amazing guys over there have helped us move move the the boundaries out of the way so that we can do this. And I, I ask them a question and I get an answer. And it's it's awesome to have that. I, I'm super grateful for them. And they're just helping us propel not only us into the future, but how architects and engineers work with these files. You were talking about the BIM models. That's that's going to be a standard where you can just go online and get someone's manufactured part in a 3D model and implement it into how you're going to build something, anything. It doesn't have to be a house, but we're, we're doing that. I'm doing that with plumbing products. That I'm, I'm simulating how these plumbing products are going to look in my wall, how it's going to actually be applied. There's there, the, future, the future of this stuff should be streamlined and very quick to where it's just a flash drive. Here's your house. Yeah, they're doing it with um, like Boeing, like jets. They're giant engines. They can 3d print these parts for them and then they have these networks i was talking i don't know if i was talking to someone from boeing or someone that was doing security but basically they've got these you know and these networks where they're sharing these schematics with each other because there's different facilities right and so they rather than having these certain parts it just makes more sense you can have a giant 3d printer and print them right there and so you're like 3d printing jet engines Exactly. Everyone's just on the same page. All this stuff can be cloud-based so that you can reference a file and, and make sure all your dimensions are right. And it, it's, it's just the, it's the world of digitizing construction or digitizing engineering and manufacturing of things. It's, it's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Um, imagine that happening for houses and architectures, how that's going to change their job, how, how it's going to change the schooling. I mean, they're talking about there's additive manufacturing in, in universities right now. And there's kids messaging me on Facebook and LinkedIn that they're writing their thesis on additive manufacturing and construction because they're learning about it in school. This it's, it's coming, man. It's right behind us. Um, that's, that's why I just, I feel like we're one of the top guys actually doing this. That's why I'm here on a podcast, right? It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's happening. We're one of the guys, it feels good, but we're going to build this house. We're going to get someone living in it. And I mean, they're going to get interviewed. The people that are buying this house are going to get interviewed by a ton of people, uh, you know, 10 years after living in this first 3D printed house. How does it feel? How did the house last? You know, there's going to be questions. There, there could be problems with the house. I'm doing everything I can to, to, to deter that, but it's, it's a house at the end of the day. Things shift, things move. It's, it's concrete also at the end of the day, but it's, it's just building, man. I just need to get people shelters and, and use automation, use this machine. It, it just makes sense. Tell me about the first structure. You said you built this first structure. I saw the video of it, of it printing. 
mm-hmm. but you could retrofit it, but you're not, you're moving on to this other, this other house, but like, where is that piece of land? And is it just sitting there on the, on the land now? Yeah. So this, we did that. We worked with a uh, cement yard out in Riverhead. So all this stuff is in the town of Riverhead. That's where we're building. They've been very open, open-minded, progressive with the 3d printing. They know how a regular 3d printer works. We brought them to the house multiple times. It's got, it's, it's been standing there for almost two years. It was done, it finished in 2019. This is, this is a structure in a cement yard, pretty much. I could send you some photos of some drone footage and it's, it's in a cement yard. So we played around and we proved it out right there. Uh, it's 10 minutes away from the, the future property and anybody can go visit this house. We had open houses for not only for home buyers, we, we had some media there and we even brought uh, an open house for agents and realtors to explain the technology to them, show them the walls have people just in this and they understand it. And what I, what I love is that children, youth, they come and they just see it. Oh, it's a 3D printed house. No big deal. It's no big deal to them. And that's what it should be because it's a 3D printer. It's a robot. It does its thing and, and doesn't care. It doesn't even know what the house looks like. It just knows instructional code. So, so we're going to use this technology that's starting to be adapted and accepted everywhere and build more houses. So you can, you can go visit this house. It's, it's out here. It's, I can give you a personal tour if you want. There's plenty of footage. I've done so many interviews with people. Show them the curved wall is a big, big uh, talking point because the curved wall doesn't cost me any more than a straight wall. That doesn't exist in other construction. You have that's to, true. you have to cut wood or stone or do anything else to make that curve, and that's time-consuming. Co- I mean, a cost. It's. I'm just telling it where to go. I'm icing a cake. I'm following a floor plan how as I want it and instructing the machine how to do it. It doesn't. It doesn't change the cost based on the geometry of that. The same thing for the inside of the walls. On the inside of the walls where we're putting the plumbing, the electric, and the insulation, I'm putting in structural elements custom. This software doesn't exist, so we had to make it. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be so... It's going to be a lot easier to build houses, in my opinion. So let's, uh, let's, let's keep rolling forward. Let's keep improving that, that exchange of files and, and just make this easier. I, I could see it being... So- so much easier. I can I can model something in a, in a CAD environment, put it in my program, and have something printable in pretty much minutes. Why not? It's like it just it just makes sense, man. I, I'm doing this every day. I live, breathe, eat it. It's 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 let's every day I learn something new to make my process better. Um, that's what I love about this, and that's what I love about any other project is is just to continually improve, show people you can do it too. <laughs> do you think that in the future there'll be other materials other than like cement or concrete that you're using to actually build the house? Yeah, a thousand percent. Those recyclable materials, um, it's going to be a geopolymer mix. It's going to be something that I can't even think of chemistry-wise. There's, there's going to be a lot of other materials that we can put through. I mean, there's hempcrete out there. It doesn't have a, a strong compression strength, but it's environmentally friendly. I've seen some printers out there. I think it's the Wasp. They use like dirt and uh, hail Fast. I don't know what it is exactly, um, but they use naturally sourced materials. It's not going to be as strong as concrete, but it's still extrudable through a system like theirs, like ours. Um, everyone has a different machine design, robotic arms. We, we feel like the gantry is good, but we have a system where I can take a nozzle on and off. I can put a drill head on and off. I could put anything on this system and have it instructionally do something and extrude anything. It's, it's changing the hoses and changing the pump would aid you in different materials with different viscosities. But I don't, I don't see it being concrete forever, um, but it'll be concrete for a bit because it's an accepted material. 
there'll be concrete infused with things and different types of mixes to add to the strength, to make print times quicker, to do overhangs better. Um, it's, it, it'll, the mix will be optimally designed and developed for the next 20, 50 years. I mean, this, this is where we're headed. We both agree robotics and automation is going to change construction, how we build. The material is going to evolve to get something that doesn't off-gas, get something that's safe. And to, to, your, to your friend's point is, is the, to limit the waste is like a plastic 3D printer. I get that filament. I get the role of that. I know how much of that filament I need to produce that product. Let's do that with a house. There's no more cutting two by fours and you having all this waste. There's no more waste of mix. It's, 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 it should all be calculated. I'll have the volumes of how much concrete is going to take to build this house. I'll have the volume of how much insulation I need to put in these walls. I'll have the linear lengths of everything in a digital file. It's, 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 it's going to be awesome. And it's going to be awesome. I love it. Right. It's like we can bake a cake with everything that's in the box. <laughs> easy, right? easy bake oven. Right. <laughs> there we go. Dude, this is so exciting. Uh, in the future, do you think we're going to be like 3D printing on the moon or on Mars? I, I think so. I'm, I'm more focused on Earth. Um, that's my <laughs> take on it, um, especially while I'm around. But this is, this is how we colonize other countries is sending a robot up there and doing the job, creating the shelter so that we can take the transport, displace from Earth and enter that, that pod or whatever it is. And the design of that machine, that's yet to be determined. It could be a gantry. It could be robotic arms. There's a really simple way to make shelter is to use balloons and cover it in concrete, um, inflatable shelters. It's, it's, it's all doable. But again, I'm focused on residences on planet Earth for the next 100, 150 years, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 150 years. I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of Elon. I'm a big fan of space exploration. Um, but you gotta, you gotta, you can only do so much, I think. Oh, for sure. Once I establish Earth, then let's then let's go beyond in the galaxy. Right. Like I hear him in his interviews. He did one with Joe Rogan, and he was like, "Do you think you'll do?" I think it was uh, like like electric planes. He goes, "I think if I did electric planes, my brain would break," because <laughs> he's already doing cars <laughs> and Solar City and all of these other projects. No, he he makes a lot of good points. I really enjoy him. I mean. People, people think of this future of flying cars. Like we already have that. It's called a plane. It's like we, we have these things. We just have to look at things differently. And auto, additive manufacturing is going to make us look at how we build houses differently. And, and this is all customizable too. It's one of my, my favorite parts is the floor plan does not have to be the floor plan. Of course, I have to fit in, uh, in a neighborhood. It has to look good in a neighborhood, especially developments. But if you want to get crazy architectural like fancy artistic stuff, you can do that. The house can be completely round. The house can have all these jagged lines. You can do whatever you want. Um, but we just need to have that accepted. If you want to go into the forest and do, do your little weird shack, that should be perfectly fine. Buy a 3D printer, get the system going. Eventually it'll be eventually it'll be a button, but there's there's a lot to it right now. Yeah. No, are you selling these though? Like can like a builder we, we, we plan, we plan to in the future. There's, there's a couple shots on goal, how we want to do this. Um, right now we're, we're right now we're just building. That's what we're doing is, is we're building, we're developing. I'm developing another machine right now. It's going to be way better. It's going to be more portable. It's going to be lighter. It's going to be easier to operate. And, and like I said, lighter and more portable, that's huge for shipping. That's huge for global shipping. I do want to sell this to someone in New Zealand. Let's let's, we have to cut the weight. 
so that I can send this out there. Um, and just and foolproof, dummy proof, because I know this machine in and out. I know all the bolts, nuts, everything about this. But I want someone that can just walk up to this thing and it makes sense. That's what that's what we do with doors, like door design. Put the pull, push and pull thing. You just you just don't want to think about it. There's a lot of there's a lot of value in that. So if you can just walk up to this machine, easily see how it's erect, fasten this, put it up. Hopefully, some of these guys don't have to be that intelligent on the job site, and they, they can produce houses. I want to I want to make this easy, and if you make something easy, it becomes more affordable. So there's a company called Stripe, and they do credit card processing. They're a multi-billion-dollar company. It was these two brothers, and they they built this company, and now they're like multiple billionaires, right? And I was using their product when they first started because what they did that was really unique was they made the credit card processing super, super, super easy for software engineers. So nobody was built, none of the credit card processing companies were building for software engineers. They were building, they were just selling through the businesses and it was actually really difficult to integrate and to use. And they came around and said, all right, well, let's build something that's just ridiculously easy for the software developers to use. And then all the developers will learn this and then they'll all tell the business people, this is the technology they want to use. And it was a brilliant like play, right? Uh, because that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what transpired. And I would tell all of my friends like, oh man, you could take a 80 hour credit card processing project down to like a few minutes if you just use this technology and it was comparable fees and everything like that. And so when I hear about the future and in, in, in this 3D printing and the the design, thinking the the company that I see that wins, like you can, you can always have a good business, right? There's always like room for multiple companies to have great businesses and do sure. well and be profitable. Always people vastly understate how big the market is in any industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the company that I see that becomes like the billion dollar company here. And, and that becomes like the household name for the 3d printing houses. It's whatever company can put it into the hands of the builders first, like whether it's so like, if I'm, you know, sitting here and I'm a architect or software engineer at a construction company, like the, the idea that I can go buy this kit that is this printing kit and I can actually like start designing the homes in it and doing it and, and using your software to help build the homes I want to build the, the infrastructure play, like you're providing the tools for these people to use these printers and build. That's, that's the one that I see as like, the the big one do you have ambitions to go there or is that too far down the line no i think that's the goal is to give is to give contractors construction workers a leg up is to make this more affordable make it make more sense so the setup of the machine is where we're going with that and also the materials that we use currently i use sand portland cement and water these can be locally sourced anywhere there's a couple other printers i believe out there that use a specific mortar you have to buy that mortar to go through their system don't want to do that I don't want to do that. I want to use what we've been using, what's locally sourced across the globe. And to make this just make sense, this is going to be in someone's hands. They're not going to look at the manual. You know, there's people that out there that just don't follow instructions. I like to read the book and make sure I'm doing everything right. Not me. But sometimes you just want to start screwing things together and doing that. That's me. That's me. I'm a hundred percent that person. Like I go at it. I go, I'm going to go get some experience with this so that when I read the instructions, they make sense. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's two sides to the coin there. And, and so people are going to do that. They're going to take my, my equipment and, and do things that I wouldn't want them to do, but that's part of the world. That's the reality of this. So I'm making the equipment so that's abu- you can abuse it and still use it. 
They, you can do something wrong. You can maybe forget a bolt and it's still going to work. I'm, I'm looking to make the next machine as easy as setting up scaffolding. And there's, there's, there's a lot of elements that can be improved, but we're just going to build at the end of the day. It's just, it's just a machine, a tool, it, this equipment that anybody can just hopefully use. It's, we're looking for ease of use, dummy proof, and resilient. I'm using high-grade aluminum, um, stainless parts, 3D printed parts, stuff that can be easily replaced, easily sourced. Go to Home Depot, grab that. It's there's there, it's just it's just to keep the cost down of the machine. Obviously, it's going to ripple out to everybody. Using a cheap material, not some fifty dollar bag of special mortar, or I mean, even if it's twenty dollar bag, that's still a lot for one bag. Um, and just automating the system a bit more, um, automating the the delivery of these materials. So where we can have vacuum silos, so no one's breaking bags, and this can eventually be a one-man operation. Dude, I love it. This is so exciting. <laughs> we are literally talking about the future, and it's happening right now. There's so many different things occurring in every part of every industry. It's like we're in this uh, explosion of, of technology and advancement. I think so, man. I really do think in uh, additive manufacturing as one element of all the industry changing right now, added manufacturing is an industrial revolution. It's we're going to reduce waste on items. The bonding of these layers is going to be better. The machines will get it easier to use and use basic materials. It's, it's, it's just going to be optimized. And that's what we do. That's what scientists and engineers are just trying to do is, I mean, TVs were huge at first. Now they're paper thin. Like it's, it's, I apply the same thinking to all this because it's going to happen. And I, and I hope people see that this is, this is good. It's very good. So do you have like investors lining up? How are you funding this? Um, right now it's all privately funded me and my partners. Um, we have all the control right now. It's good. We're happy with that. Um, there's a lot of interest. There's a lot, man. There's a lot of interest in buying homes at cheap prices. There's a lot of interest in buying our machines just to build. There's a lot of interest in buying stake in the company. Um, but we're, uh, we're exploring options. We're, you know, we're, we're just, we're entertaining all of our options right now to see what fits best for us with our, with our mission, with our mindset, with our pockets at the end of the day, it's all about the dollar, but we're, we're going to build right now. We're going to build locally. We're going to build where we can build right now, but that doesn't mean I'm stopping just, you know, playing ignorance to the rest of that. I'm, I'm trying to put a flag in California. I'm putting a flag in Florida. We're, we're working on expanding this as much as possible, but I also have to focus on just getting these builds out and getting people living in these houses. Um, there's there's no one that lives in a 3D printed house. And if they do, it's under certain jurisdictions and a little bit of a loophole as far as being maybe a, a disaster relief situation where if the, the municipality wanted to, they could say, no, you can't live here anymore. Um, not taking any shots at anybody, but I know, I know this because no one has held up a certificate of occupancy and says you can live in this house for a 3d printed house. That doesn't exist. Really? Doesn't exist. You're going to be the first. Exactly. Dude, this is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, it's, it, this is the first of many for us and for all these other companies is to just make this a product, man, to, to stop looking at a house has to be framed and done this way. This is just a different way. It's a different tool. It's equipment. That's what I want people to understand because that'll make our jobs easier. I want people to come to that model home that we have, touch it, feel it, pick the walls. 
it is strong concrete. Like it's not going anywhere. The concrete, the uh, cement plant that we printed this in, it's like a wind tunnel, dude. This thing has been through storms. Nothing's happening. And all the rebar's in place. Everything that needs to be done was proven on that house so that I can do this more and actually sell this house to somebody. Yeah, it's it's like the same materials. It's just a different way to get them onto the location. <laughs> exactly. So instead of a cinder block, a CMU, concrete block, instead of that, I'm just doing it in place, on site, making the mix on site. And I, and I do the proper testing. We do crush tests on the site. So as this as my mix is coming out, before it goes through my hose, I, I do the proper cylinders. I fill them properly, tamp this. You have to be certified to do this. And I do the one in the, the beginning of the print, the middle of the print, and the end of the print. These sit, get set aside for 28 days, and I get my crush test results. I can frame that results and give that to you and show you that this is stronger than most houses in the area. Um, it's, it's just a, it's, it just makes sense, man. And, and that mix will change. The mix will get cheaper. But we're, 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 we're showing you that you can do it with this, that you can drill into these walls because there's not heavy aggregate. We don't use stones. I could but we don't use stones because I don't need to. Um, and then you can just drill into this wall and hang your photo, hang your TV, whatever. It's, it's going to be more planned out. Things will be more wireless in the future. You can't get away from AC voltage and, and water, wireless water, but it'll, <laughs> it'll, 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 uh, it'll all get smarter. It'll get easier to build these homes. It'll be more seamless. And, and I'm not, I'm trying to have the electricians, plumbers, HVAC guys come in and make their job easier. Spend less time on job site. Because that'll save everybody money. Yeah. So when you're 3D printing, you can actually, like, I, I saw the. We don't have the video and stuff up in front of us, but I saw the videos. And so how do you get run the electricity? There's conduit. In that in that one house, there's mm -hmm. there's uh, there's surface mounted electrical. In this next project, already got this covered. Everything's in the walls. Everything's in the walls. Once the plumbing and electric is in. We fill this with a, a, a aminoplast foam insulation. It has an R value of seven per inch, and we're already meeting the standard with that. And anything, any environmental code, we're meeting that. It's 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 going to be an efficient house. We can do radiant floors. I can print right over the radiant floors and have your slab printed right there. I embedded it there. So it, it, the staging of the process, we're trying to make that work for the plumbers, the electricians. Limit limit our time on the site. Limit their time make the house efficient. It's going to be awesome, dude. It's, it's, it's going to be improved. There will be systems, tools, and processes made for this in the future. We're going to develop that. Competitors are going to develop that. Someone with those fresh eyes that steps back and says, don't do it that way. What are you, an idiot? Do it this way. And that'll change the entire industry. And that's a patentable tool or object. And it's, it's all going to happen. This is, this, is how, this is how it happens. For some reason, like I've got it in the back of my mind that a like charity would want to buy one of these so they could go to another country and just like bulk print a row of home, like shelters and stuff for people. And I was thinking, what's the most like basic way you could do that without it, you know, with it, with it still being okay. And like, you could, you know, have a somewhat finished concrete slab with some wall. I saw the walls, the, the home actually looks beautiful. It's got like a unique look to it. And, but I would have no problem with that as a home. I think it's interesting. No, there's, there's so many possibilities. I mean, the, the print size, yeah, we could do these affordable small houses with a cheap floor with your basic necessities. I mean, yeah. I, Icon's doing that small stuff. Um, we're, we're, I think, 
Uh, we we perfectly capable of doing that. Per the machine's perfectly capable of doing that. Right now, our focus is like more full sized homes, um, trying to just get the everyday regular people in something that they can have a family in. Um, but yes, I, we can we can do affordable stuff. This would be great for disaster relief. Putting up a concrete structure after a storm hit, just so we can house people. It's it can be done. You can print five hundred square feet, five thousand square feet. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this episode useful, please share it with a friend or a colleague who you think would get value from it. And if you have topics that you'd like to hear discussed on the podcast, either add me on LinkedIn or send me an email, joel at moderncto.io. Every time I get an email or LinkedIn message, it absolutely makes my day and inspires me to keep going.